Hey everyone, it's Caitlin and Erin, and you're listening to Worth the Wait. Alright guys, um, I'm going to be real. I'm really tired right now. I want to fall over on the ground and take a nap. Um, it's been a very long week and a couple of days. Um, had a long weekend. Went on a lead team retreat with my church here in Birmingham. It was a lot of fun. Really glad I got to be in community with all those people. Um, but I am very much exhausted coming back into this week after that. I feel so. that. I feel that. I feel like we just wrapped up the first week of school. Um, we're sophomores now, so it's a little bit more of a course load. Yeah. So I think that's been interesting to adapt to. Um, we had a very interesting week last week just dealing with classes being hybrid, uh, virtual, um, and my roommate and I, Lawson, like, we were just absolutely drained, like, both emotionally, physically drained by the end of last week, and on Friday night, we did a girls' night out. We went to get dinner with some friends, and um, it's just being with other people, like, having this companionship, especially after quarantine, has made me value it, like, 10,000 times more, Um, and so I'm that was much needed it restored and then obviously going to church on Sunday being back um going to church here in Birmingham has been a lot of fun seeing friends again um there's just a lot of ways that I've been restored that I didn't realize I needed to after this whole time (laughs) I feel that I agree I feel like I've been trying to jam-pack every social thing into every single day um because I've been deprived from it for so long that I think I meet up with four or five people every single day or always feel like I have to be doing something, which, you know, I'm already a very busy human being, and so I really should take some time for myself and just chill, but I really, Caitlin, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. Right now, it is like, you know, 11 o'clock, go to coffee with, you know, so-and-so, and then it's like 12.01, like down to the minute, and I'm not a planner person, but because of online classes, it face it basically feels like I'm taking two classes even though it's just one. So having a planner has been very helpful. And yeah. it's very satisfying filling it out, it color is. coding it. It's uh it's very therapeutic. Yeah. So do that. Do that. Yes. That might help you a little bit. <laughs> Fill out a planner. See, here's the sad thing is that I do have a planner. <laughs> I just keep <laughs> I just keep putting stuff on it. Um, as if I have all this time in the world. Oh, so it's well, I'm Caitlin McDermott. I'm Erin Sirier. If you haven't met us yet, we hi, are hello. The hosts of this podcast, co-hosts. co-hosts. We put that in our bios this week. That's cool. That's that really felt weird. Really cool. I'm, you know. Wow, I'm so official. Yeah, and if you guys don't follow us on Instagram already, make sure to do that. It's WTW Podcast on Instagram. Um, we launched our introduction episode uh, mm-hmm. last week, yep. and we got a lot of positive feedback yeah. from it. It was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool to hear about it, and my friends texting me and be like, oh my gosh, I just listened to your podcast, and I was like, never thought I'd hear those words. Exactly. <laughs> Ever. Oh, man. It's just, we're doing this. You know, it's been planned for so long that it's in action, and here we are recording the first episode of our dating series. Dating. We're very excited. Um you know, I was talking with Aaron about it, but, you know, all the feedback we've gotten, um, you know, Aaron and I mentioned this in the first episode that we are not perfect by any mm-hmm. means, and we're figuring this out along the way, yeah. um, and up until, like, last week, um, I, being back on campus is fun, but, um, I was online dating apps with, like, Bumble and stuff like that, and when I got back on campus, um, I downloaded, like, Hinge and Tinder, and we came here about a week before school actually started like moved in 
and um, you know you're back in a new area there's Mm -hmm. new guys and it's very Mm -hmm. exciting but Mm -hmm. I told Aaron I was like I was basing a lot of my happiness and contentment honestly up until like last week based on who I was talking to who was giving me attention and like y'all like (laughs) it's very draining like you have a lot of high highs and you've got a lot of low lows and we're gonna talk about online dating that's one of our episodes um so we can save a lot of that for that episode but um I just realized after a lot of the feedback we got that, you know, we're doing this podcast and, like, by no means, like I said, are we perfect, but we need to start walking the walk while we're talking the talk. And so I deleted all of them last week, and I I think, you know, online dating can be a lot of fun, um, but when you start putting your happiness and contentment on that is when it kind of starts to cross that line. And yeah. um, on Sunday, being back, um, one of our, like... Uh, I guess youth pastors at the church talked about uh, contentment and relying on the Lord and not letting it be like situational based on how your day has gone, what you've done, who you've talked to. And so I just thought that was interesting. Um, I feel like I'm already learning so much from doing this podcast and we're just in week one and I'm really excited to see it grow, to be honest with you. Yeah, for sure. And I totally, I'm the same way, Caitlin, about, um, just getting in your head and placing a lot of your value in who you're talking to or if you're talking to anyone. I know during quarantine when I was didn't really have a whole lot of social interaction, I would get in my head and I would start thinking about how like I'm single and about how I want a relationship and just how I really wanted to take my plan and take it into my own hands and do whatever I wanted um, in order to suppress that momentary feeling of being alone. And Ultimately, guys, at the end of the day, we know we're not alone if we're in Christ because the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us all the time, mm-hmm. and God is always with us, and He's always there to protect us, and He's always there to encourage us, and so um, I think that reminder is also really sweet, and so with that, um, I have a verse that I want to share. It's from Psalm 73, um, and it's just a really sweet reminder about the personability of the Lord and about how much we need Him, and so it's Psalm 73 verses 23 through 26, and it says this, Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And so even when we fail, even when we fall into temptation, as Caitlin and I do probably every day, for sure. um, that God is our counsel. He guides us in the way that he wants us to go. He is continually with you. Even when we feel alone, he is there. And that our flesh and our heart will fail constantly, but God never does. And so I wanted to start off that po- our episode with that um, encouragement um, and our confession of sin to remind y'all again that we're not perfect and that we yes. need the Lord just as much as y'all do. So, And with that, we are kicking off our dating series um, focusing on the often tricky world of dating, singleness, rebounds, online dating, like you mentioned, and so much more. Um, we've got about seven or eight episodes, and honestly, we might add on to that because mm-hmm. this is such an expansive topic. Yeah, um, there's a lot to talk about. But, you know, growing up uh, watching rom-coms, I am such a rom-com chick flick girl. Um, <laughs> classics like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and 13 Going on 30. Yeah. Um, Erin, what are your, some, some of your favorite rom-coms? Some of my favorite rom-coms? Um, I love Sleepless in Seattle with Tom Okay, I haven't seen that one. Okay, you need to go watch it. It's so good. I love that one. And then there's another one with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, too, called You've Got Mail. And that, those two are, like, my favorites. I watch those back-to-back all the time. So, 
10 out of 10 recommend both of those guys i uh i think that on top of like the disney movies that we grew mm-hmm. up on staples yeah. um i've just become like a diehard romantic yeah. and tv shows oh, like my gosh oh my gosh all <laughs> the shows so lawson and i are living in the sorority house with aaron and our house is like right next to like the guys housing and i told lawson <laughs> and we've got our window and lawson's been singing to the guys outside the window like every time someone walks by she just starts singing like from snow white or enchanted and y'all the reactions if you could see some of these dudes oh my gosh it's so funny and i just told her i was like if if one of them just like stands outside my window with holding like a boombox like playing music like that would be it I would just I would die <laughs> it would uh, reach the bar that would be my husband and it would be over That's amazing. um so uh the bar's not very high um <laughs> we're gonna be talking about that later on but um having the dating series uh is something that stems from a lot of things our own personal relationships uh conversations that we've had with friends with family um, one of my favorite books, Single Dating, Engaged, Married by Ben Stewart, which I highly recommend to anyone who is in any of those seasons, which I hope you are in one of those seasons. <laughs> um, but it always seems like dating is a hot topic in my life, a friend's life, the friend of a cousin, so on, so on. Um, so today we're weeding out the myths. That's our, our first thing. Yeah. Uh, biblical versus worldly relationships. Um, things that seem to have become gospel truth in our state and age and that often define what relationships are supposed to look like. Yeah. Um, according to society and Mm -hmm. not the Bible. And so the truth of the matter is that we live in a casual, non-committal dating scene that shies away from asking the hard questions and defining the relationships or what my friend Sarah calls the DTR, a very (laughs) vital conversation to have, um, So we're starting our dating series by laying the foundation on what a Christ-centered relationship should look like in our modern age. Yeah, and I think the really difficult thing about kind of weeding out the myths and trying to separate the two ideals from the two is just the idea of comparison, I think, is a really Mm -hmm. big thing because we look at these movies and these TV shows that we spend, honestly, probably hours watching at the time, and so these ideas are you know, already ingrained in our heads of, like, this is what a relationship is supposed to look like and defining that for us when ultimately it's a complete opposite contrast to what scripture tells us and about what the Lord tells us about what relationships should look like um, and what the purpose of them are. Um, It's not about a feeling. It's not about how you feel. Honestly, relationships are not about you at all, especially ones that are Christ-centered. They it's defined right there what those relationships look like. They are centered on Christ, on a foundation of Christ, seeking to give the Lord glory and not your own, not try to suppress this feeling that you have of wanting to be wanted or loved or anything like that. Because ultimately, we're already receiving all of those things from God himself. Um, and so, wanted to start off by what defining what a relationship is. And so, the very basic definition very basic from Merriam-Webster. Exactly. And so, according to the good old dictionary, a relationship is defined as the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected, or the state of being connected. So, it's this whole idea of having a connection with someone, which um, we hear about that all the time. Our university has a whole weekend dedicated to making connections um, for our our incoming freshmen, where they can meet people, they can make connections with people in their major, um and get them acquainted and it's honestly this whole idea of connection promotes this idea of being comfortable and I think that's what we look for in a relationship too is we look to be comfortable we seek Mm -hmm. comfort um and so Caitlin if you had to 
list out the characters of your ideal relationship, what would they be? I I definitely think that uh, strong communication would be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, quality-wise, um, they've got to be funny. They have to yeah. be able to laugh at my jokes, even if they're stupid. Um, I think that a lot of times, beginning, like, with before you even start dating, it needs to be a self-evaluation. It needs to be what am I not willing to sacrifice? What am I not willing yeah. to lower the bar? I think we always, I, I joked about this early on about the bars on the floor. Um, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Even if I'm joking about it, my bar is definitely not on the floor. Um, you know, I talk about being romantic and to some extent that is unrealistic, but I have some things that I'm not going to sacrifice. And I think that I have them written down. I'm not going to sacrifice like my spiritual foundation. Um, I want to be pursued. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like, you know, I mean, I think it goes both ways. Um, sure. You know, girls, ask the guy out. If you think it's going to go somewhere, um, I don't think... I think rejection is scary. Do not get me wrong. It is terrifying. Yes. But, like, if you think it can go somewhere, don't be afraid to ask him out to coffee or lunch, you know? Yeah. Um, but before you even start dating, it needs to be that self-evaluation of, this is what I'm going to go into this relationship wanting and expecting from the person that I am pursuing. Yeah. And, uh... Just make sure you keep that in check because someone told me, you know, just like make sure that they have most of those checks, check boxes, like the stuff that you're not going to sacrifice, make sure they're checked off, you know? It's a, I think that's important to keep. What about you? For sure. I think a big thing for me, just that I've found in learning more about myself every single day is, um, I'm very passionate about a lot of things, about my faith about um about books I'm an English major guys I love books um and so that passion drives a lot of the way I live my life and so I look for someone who is equally passionate about you know their interest and their pursuits in a career or in their faith too um so that we can encourage one another in that and that's another thing I really love to do is I love to encourage a person I'm in a relationship with because um, I'm a very big like cheerleader of everybody and a hype woman yes, you are. and so it's so fun to encourage somebody in their passion um and I want the same for that too of just having someone who is so excited that I'm passionate about what I'm passionate about and we don't have to be passionate about the same thing if we are that's awesome but having that motivation and that drive to impact people and impact this world is I think it's really awesome and that's something I look forward to so yeah. and I think that um, uh, quick little edit note, by the way, I said last week that you were a type three and I totally <laughs> did not like, I listened back to that. I'm like, Aaron's a type two, three, <laughs> not a type three. I got three. three in me, but I am very much a two. <laughs> so Aaron's a two. I'm a three. Um, anyway, like that, that's just a quick little side note I wanted to put in there. But, um, I think that's, you know, you can define your own relationship, but also when you're making that checklist to make sure you keep Christ centered qualities in that yeah. relationship, stuff that, you know, the Lord, has said not to sacrifice stuff that the Lord makes sure that we'll talk about this later on, but you know, running the same race. Yeah. Because that's important. I think that's really ideal. Um, Aaron was talking about sacrificial love. Um, I think that's a big deal. I think you want to elaborate more on that because that was pretty important. Yeah, for sure. And so going back to what we mean by Christ-centered qualities, essentially the best way to do that is just looking at the life of Jesus. How did he treat people? How did he treat his disciples? What was the walk that Jesus was portraying to those around him. Um, And the first thing that I think about is that Jesus was different. He was different than 
all the people around him. He loved people who were outcasted from society. He was selfless. He was compassionate. He was servant-hearted. Um, and so these are all things that not only we should look for in people, but that we should strive for ourselves. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I think about um, the... Oh, I'm trying to remember the exact scripture couldn't find the exact reference but essentially the point I was making is that Jesus was a friend to those that maybe weren't accepted fully by society but he was a friend to everybody and was compassionate towards them so that's the main point that I wanted to emphasize and how that is an image of sacrificial love of even when it's uncomfortable um Jesus still loved them and even looking at the cross like that is the biggest image of sacrificial love there is mm-hmm. of you know being the propitiation for our sins and dying on the cross when he literally did nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong in his entire thing of life and died on the cross. I can't talk today. Okay, so Aaron is having some technical difficulties <laughs> over there. Um, basically today, um, we really just want to lay a strong foundation for this whole series um, and we're going to be talking about mainly just myth versus truth. Uh, identifying what's true and what's not, um, and uh, we're going to go into that, uh, and we're really excited to talk about it with y'all. Okay, so myth number one, your significant other is perfect, as in without flaw. Um, Start off by saying Jesus was the only perfect person, so no matter how many perfect things you see in this person you might be pursuing, um, yeah, they're not. Um, love is very much blind, um, and that's not to say that, like, you're gonna miss all the red flags. Just, um, be aware that your significant other is, uh, not completely perfect. They might be your other half, um, opposites do attract, but, um, I think that this person is not meant to fill certain spots in your life perfectly, like a puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't rely our contentment on this person. Mm-hmm. Um, one of like the awesome quotes that I love from Ben Stewart's book, he says, dating is not about chasing a person in whose eyes we can find a sense of meaning and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that goes back to the contentment thing because um, if they didn't text us today, we can't like have an awful day because of that. Yeah. I think that that's so hard to avoid, but it's something we need to be, like, aware of. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And the thing that it comes down to is that we're all sinful people at the end of the day, and the person that you're pursuing may love Jesus a whole lot, and you may love Jesus a whole lot, but we have to remember at the end of the day, we are all sinners. We cannot fulfill one another because we only can find contentment in Christ, and so don't get me wrong. um, It is so easy to give in to that image that movies and tv shows and disney shows you know portray about this is the picture perfect relationship this is what i should strive for this is the goal Mm -hmm. and they'll just appear out of nowhere i'll be walking on the street and i'll bump into them and drop my books and he'll pick them up for me and be like oh my gosh we're gonna get married (laughs) that's and that's just that's just not how it works um in reality relationships are work there's really difficult times. You won't always agree on things. Conversations have to be had. You may have different perspectives. Um, And so the thing that we need to remember is that at the end of the day, we're sinful and we can't, we can't change that. But the thing that we can do is we can rely on the Lord within our relationships in order to combat temptation, combat sin, Mm -hmm. 
in order to keep that sturdy foundation. I think an important thing that we don't like to think of, that we don't like to think we're doing, and because we do it, like, without thinking, I think mm-hmm. we've been told um, that we have basically idolized what, you know, I talked about, I'm a sucker for rom-coms, like, I want to find my Matthew McConaughey, let me just start that. Um, <laughs> actually, I won't, because that would be a I whole other episode. your honesty. Um, but... You know, we start to idolize. If you start to idolize your significant other as the only person that can find you, uh, bring you contentment, um, that it's the only person that you feel like you can go to to solve your problems and your happiness is relying upon them, I think it can be to a certain extent. But when you start going to that person instead of God, it's that's when it just starts becoming unhealthy. It's a conversation that needs to be had. You may need to reevaluate your relationship. I recently got to talk to my friend about how her and her boyfriend have been dating for five years, which is crazy to me. They've been dating since his junior year of high school, her senior year, and she just graduated college, um, and he's still in college, but um, they're planning on getting married in the spring, and she was very honest. You know, neither of them is perfect in and of each other, but together, like, with both of them there, they help each other work through the problems, and it's not always easy, it's, like, uncomfortable, but, like, that's how they've made it this long, and, y'all, that's, like, that's what marriage is, you know? Yeah, very true. Like, my parents always told me, like, the key to their 20-year marriage is never going to sleep angry or, like, leaving issues unsolved, because that just, like, broods for bad things if you Mm -hmm. just kind of leave it sitting and don't address it. It's, like, a wound it's gonna get infected it's yep. gonna fester it's gonna be gross yep. but you know like the sooner you can get it treated the sooner that it can be resolved and it strengthens your marriage it's like a bone like when it breaks it comes back together stronger which yeah. I know because I broke my wrist and they told me that and I thought <laughs> I had like superpowers but I don't <laughs> it's okay <laughs> exactly um, so, I want to go into the second myth, and this is it. It says, the person I'm dating must be my husband or wife, or else I am not going to date them, that they need to be the person I am marrying, and guys, I hate to tell you, but you're not going to know that. Like, you are not going to know after dating somebody for a week, a month, a year, however long, that they're going to be your husband and wife until the Lord ordains that to happen. Um, it's not guaranteed. Exactly. And going to this college, love, I love Samford. I love Samford. But, um, that ring before spring scares me a it's little a, bit. I'm a little a real, spooked. It's a, it's a real thing. And I think, you know, that adds on to the whole emphasis of, like, this is the expectation of what relationships are supposed mm-hmm. to be and what it's supposed to look like. And, honestly, we can't, relationships is just another one of those things, guys, that we have to rely on the Lord's timing and know that he already has a plan ordained for us and that, um, we can't determine like, all right, I'm going to meet somebody by the fall of my sophomore year. I'm going to get engaged by my senior year and then I'm going to get married six months after that. Like, that's just not, that's not going to happen. And if oh, it does for you, you know, uh, congrats. Um, but it's, it is for some people. It is. And that is the plan that the Lord has for some people, but we cannot set out a timeline of when things are supposed to happen because when they don't, because we are not God and we don't know what's going to happen, we'll be disappointed and we'll be frustrated and we'll question lots of things. And so relying on the Lord's timing is a key thing. Um, We just need to know that the person that you're pursuing or maybe that you're in a relationship in embodies the qualities and the character that you desire in marriage and that we're called to pursue in marriage and shares that same passion for Christ that you have. Um, 
And so the purpose of dating is to find your husband and wife, but ultimately we don't know. You don't go into it exactly. being like, this is my husband, and if we break up, then I'm never going to find my husband. Exactly. And um, I, literally, Aaron and I were talking about this when we were writing this episode, like, when we go into a marriage, like, <laughs> I'll ask them, you know, like, what major are you? And they might say, you know, biology, right? Immediately in my head, I'm like, oh, they're going to go through med school. Okay, so that's going to be four years after college. Um, I don't know if that lines up with my timeline, so I just don't think this is going to work out. Um, <laughs> I get, like, hyper-detailed, yep. and uh, I know I'm not the only one. I know. <laughs> Ladies, we all know that you do it. And dudes, maybe you do it too. I don't and know, maybe we so, should get a guy to come on here and talk about, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you do it, welcome to the club. You're not alone. Um, we all do it. And we all get... It's natural. It is natural. But don't get caught up in it. Don't exactly. be like, just because this person is this major, just because um, they want to do something that maybe I'm not like... I don't want to do as well. Like, they're different than me doesn't mean I can't date them. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, I'm so bad about that. Like, if there's one thing I don't like about them, dude, I shut it down so fast. And uh, even my mom's like, Caitlin, give them a chance. Like, (laughs) you know, like, just go on a date, see if you like it. Remember, Caitlin, we're all sinners. We all make make mistakes. But, like, you know, when you start just entering that mindset, dating is about finding your husband or wife. Um, Erin, do you want to say, I'm not going to steal from you because I think it's one of the best things you said. What (laughs) is... If you're not going into it to find a husband and wife, what are you doing? You are practicing divorce. Guys, if we continue to... Highlight that. If we continue to date around and just talk to guy after guy after guy or girl after girl after girl and try... Without the intention. Without the intention of it becoming anything, we're just practicing and setting ourselves up for divorce because we're not willing to face the hard discussions. We're not willing to put ourselves through the problems. We are... Basically ignoring everything bad and scary and, you know, anxious bringing, um, which that's not real. That's not a real relationship. And you don't see any of that in the movies or the TV shows because Mm -hmm. they want to paint this picture that it is perfect. And so, um, but I heard that line from my youth pastor. He preached a sermon on that. I guess it was like four years ago. Um, we could just end the podcast right there, honestly. Right there on that line. There it is. Um, I don't know how you highlight a podcast. I said that earlier. (laughs) But <laughs> highlight that podcast. Write it down if you want to. Exactly. Um, <laughs> if you f- if you feel led, you know. Um, and he was talking about that about how, you know, especially for girls, like we can get so caught up in like we always have to have a boyfriend or we always have to have um, mm-hmm. somebody in our corner to give us attention, um, yeah. and that's just it's again setting ourselves up for divorce and for unhappiness and disappointment, for disappointment and loneliness and. Honestly, it brings a lot of trust and commitment issues. Like, you will continue to question from there on out, is this person going to stay with me or are they just going to ghost me or are we just going to break up? And if you go in with that mindset, honestly, guys, you're probably going to. You probably are going to break up with that person. Mm -hmm. If you go in with the mindset of, oh, this is just going to end in a breakup. Keep an open mind. Keep an open mind about it because you shouldn't be going into a relationship just to break up. You want it to be going somewhere. Exactly. So, Um, keep that in mind. I think one of the things we discussed earlier with a Christ-centered relationship, um, you know, again, you're not, you're dating to find a husband and wife, but you don't go into the relationship thinking this is your husband or wife, right? Yes, exactly. Um, two different things, but you do need to make sure that your paths are aligned. Yes. And, you know, I'm not sure to what extent, um, 
again, like, the alignment should be, but, like, y'all need to be on the same page about your beliefs, Mm -hmm. about your boundaries, which we will be talking about in another episode, um, but Ben Stewart also talks about in his book, like, you guys need to be running the same race. Yes. Right? When you're in a marathon and you've got, like, a running partner, if they're too far ahead or if they're too far behind, it's going to bring you, it's going to hold you back in some way. Yeah. But when they're within a few, like, minutes of you, hypothetically, in the marathon term, yes. um, in the same race, it's easier to do it together. Um, mm-hmm. And it's something that you guys can strengthen together. I think yeah. that's really important, having a crisis relationship. Um, yes. And, like... Y'all need to be supporting each other. Um, you guys need to be aware of each other's boundaries. If um, someone's had, like, issues in the past with intimacy, with, um, like, different, like, hard relationships, mm-hmm. um, talk about that and strengthen one another and encourage one another that um, you guys are rooted uh, in Christ and running the same race. Um, and I really think that defines being in a relationship. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, it's the Merriam-Webster definition too, but being in a relationship is supporting one another. It's that sacrificial love. It's the commitment part of it. Um, because commitment is so hard to find nowadays. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And I would say too, um, the whole running, the idea of running the same race is it's so much easier to support one another when you're right next to them. Mm -hmm. And so much easier to encourage them when you're right next to them. And lost my train of thought for a second, but we got it back. Um, whenever you are running the same race with somebody, you are able to avoid a lot of the things that we talked about. Avoid crossing boundaries that maybe you didn't want to cross. Um, being able to be in right communication with one another. Because if y'all are running the same race, you're most likely on the same page about all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so that's another reason why it's so important is because you can avoid a lot of those small, minuscule problems that honestly are the cause for a lot of why relationships end nowadays mm-hmm. when they're not centered on Christ. And so wanted to keep that in mind, wanted to throw that in there. We got one last myth that we want to talk about. Caitlin, you want to take it away? It's um, the myth that you need to make sure you're physically compatible to determine if your relationship will last. Um, A little bit of an uncomfy topic, but very necessary. It's a lot of people base relationships off uh, emotional compatibility, their personalities, um, but sex is the only way that they can express love. Yeah. Um, which to be honest, y'all is not true. It's not. Um, one of the biggest things that I heard in a sermon is that if you're compatible, compatible, like personality wise, and you guys are compatible, like both having a Christ-centered relationship, that's going to translate into everything you do. It's going to translate into the bedroom. Um, it's going to translate into everything. And I think that was from Watermark Church when they did their relationship series. Shout out Um, Dallas. Wanna give a shout out to (laughs) that but um it's you know it's just it's such a secular truth it's something Mm -hmm. that has become casual conversation yeah um and y'all it's hard to talk about let me just say that um intimacy in general is probably the hardest part of a relationship and setting those boundaries and sticking to those boundaries um because that's where temptation is going to get you the most for sure um you know, but people who say that sex is the only way they can express love or find out if they're compatible, um, moving in together, um, like, 
different ways that they they try to find compatibility that they believe to be true it's not it just it really isn't and Mm -hmm. it's such um an unpopular opinion um even even in christian culture sometimes um a lot of people let that let their guard down on that i don't i don't know wouldn't yeah i would say that it compatibility in a physical sense it gives people the excuse to you know be rid of all other boundaries you know um you know once I have sex with them I can do whatever I want and I don't have to treat them the same I don't have to you know emotionally care for them I don't you don't have, have to get to, married I don't have to get married what's the point in getting married if you're doing everything else that a married couple exactly. is exactly and then it's like what's what's the difference we live together we sleep together we do everything together what's there's literally no difference in a marriage and that relationship and that's not to say getting married is for those reasons exactly that we add because it's not to live together it's not to have sex with them um marriage is something that is a commitment before god a commitment to each other mm-hmm. um and uh in genesis um it's it's the union of two into one flesh um and that's like the biggest commitment of all yeah um and I think it's something that I got to research last year. Um, I had to do, like, a six-month-long research paper on sexual intimacy. And it was cool because it was outside of, like, a biblical lens. Um, it was the psychological, like, part of it. And the chemicals that get released when you are intimate with someone, um, how it, it literally creates a bond to them. And when mm-hmm. it gets broken, it leads to depression, anxiety, um, and it just doesn't land you in a good place. Yeah. Um, and I think Aaron can agree with me on this. Like, by no means does this mean that there's no grace for you yeah. if you've stepped over this boundary because of there is. Yeah. And like, like God is there for you. Like He doesn't care what you've what you've done already. He knows that we're sinful in nature, yeah. and as long as you acknowledge that, like, it's not like there's no coming back from that. Do you want to yeah. elaborate more on that? Because I feel like yeah, I have a good thing on that. Yeah, for sure. Of just guys the grace of god is endless it is absolutely endless it applies to who you were before you knew jesus and surrendered your life to him it applies right now and it applies until the day you reunite with him and so um know that you are free from that and that you are forgiven and that you are made clean in that um but if you are in christ now and you are free from those sins don't, don't get back into them. Um, that's not the purpose of grace. The person of grace is not so like, oh, the Lord still loves me so I can do whatever I want because I'll be forgiven. No. The purpose of grace is understanding that we are sinful and that we are undeserving of it and that God still extends grace to us anyway because he knows that we are going to mess up because of our sinful nature. And so I think that's really all I wanted to emphasize with that of just grace is not something to be taken advantage of. And so that goes for relationships as well. And I don't think either, um, this is my own personal belief, but, um, that judgment isn't for Aaron and I to deem. Um, like I have friends that, you know, have different opinions than me and they have different opinions than me. Yeah. And I'm not going to stand here and be like, okay, well, you know, I can't be friends with you anymore because of that. Or like, you know, God's not going to be there for you anymore. That's not our place. Nope. And nor is that truth either Mm -mm. because you know the love 
that we have for people should be an overflow of the love that we have for the Lord, and it should reflect the love that Jesus did. Um, Jesus was a friend of sinners. He engaged with people who were different from him. He engaged with sinners. Those are the complete opposite of who he was. Mm -hmm. And so for us to pass judgment on people, which, by the way, we can't do because it wouldn't be righteous judgment. Only the Lord can do that. It would essentially be saying that we are not guilty of any sort of sin, Mm -hmm. Um, which is not true. Not true. (laughs) Nope. That ain't true, guys. And, like, I, one of the biggest things when we started this podcast, I told Aaron, I was like, I don't know, I just feel like there's, it's either, there, no one tells you what to do and there's no boundaries, that's, like, one end of the spectrum, and the other end of the spectrum is, like, you know, basically, like, you're going to hell for what you've done and there is no grace and no forgiveness, like, I don't know how to, like, actually convey this in words, but, like, that was the whole reason that, like, I know I wanted to start this podcast was because, like, you know, you need, there's encouragement, there needs to be encouragement to continue pursuing it, even if you've already messed up, because guess what, you mess up, you just push the boundary back, and that's, that way when you do cross into it, um, which more than likely you will because of Mm -hmm. temptation, you're falling into wisdom, um, and that's something my mentor told to me, and I love her for it, because, you know, if you think you're gonna go too far, if you think you're gonna push that boundary, set it back, yeah, just put, pull it on back, And it's easier said than done so many times. Exactly. And again, just like we said earlier, the easiest way to avoid crossing those boundaries is by establishing them at the beginning and not establishing them once you've crossed them. Um, Because I've been there um, where you reach a point and you're like, wait, I didn't want to go there. And then you do. And you're like, well, what do I do now? In the heat of the moment, Mm -hmm. it is so easy to make that decision. Exactly. And you're like, where do I go now? And that's why you guys need to have that conversation beforehand. Exactly. And I think boundaries will be a whole nother episode. Yes, (laughs) we'll get more into Um, that. But I do think that this belief is what propels hookup culture, which Mm -hmm. is so prevalent in our society. For sure. Um... It, it, the world tells us that you can't step into a relationship without knowing about your compatibility in the bedroom. Um, the conversation that I've heard time and time again with friends is the, what are we? Um, the DTR, as Sarah calls it. That's just an abbreviation, but Sarah is just so like, (laughs) Sarah, I love you if you're listening to this. Uh, but define the relationship. It's where you sit down, you're like, what are we? And like, it's scary because when you say that, um, it's like, everything changes like Mm -hmm. within like a second yes and you can never pinpoint why and I think it's because commitment scares people now more than ever um you know like he kissed you good night you guys went on a date Mm -hmm. um but like are we dating yes exactly (laughs) it's like what what do you do um and I think that I don't know. It's a conversation that needs to be had yeah. if you really think it's going to go somewhere. Because like we said, if you're just like stepping into this and you're like, well, I don't know where it's going to go, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, you need to have a clear intention of like where you want it to go. For sure. Um, and if it's not going anywhere, also make that clear. Yes. Don't leave them hanging. Don't leave them Ghosting hanging. Ghosting is no fun. Ghosting is no fun. <laughs> and you know, it's one of the things, going back to what you said about um, humans being afraid of commitment, look at the Bible, guys. Like, we cannot keep covenants and promises with the Lord, but you know who always keeps his promises? God himself. Um, and so something to keep in mind of we're so afraid of commitment because we don't know how to do it and we've never been able to stay faithful. Adam and Eve, they had one rule within the garden was not to eat the fruit they of had the tree one of job. good and evil. 
and they didn't do it. They weren't <laughs> able to keep that commitment to the Lord. And three chapters into the Bible, sin already <laughs> has entered the world. So just something to remember, guys. It is a scary conversation, but it is something that needs to be done because God has showed us that he's committed and faithful to us. And so, again, our relationship relationships should Hard reflect words. the Lord um, <laughs> and his character. And so that, that be committed to, to one question. another. Exactly. Um, so how do you know if you're ready to enter a relationship? You've made the checklist. <laughs> you have read the book, uh-huh. you know what season you're in, what season yeah. you're going into. Um, yep. The long story short of uh, answering that question is, you don't know if you're ready to enter a relationship. Exactly. Um, until you go into it. It is a leap of faith, yep. y'all. It is a gut feeling. It's prayerful devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk more about that? Yeah. So I, th- I love what you said about it. Yeah. Well, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, guys, if you don't know this verse by memory, I encourage you to go memorize it. It's just a good thing to have in the back of your pocket. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, and but in all ways lean on him and he will make your path straight. So guys, it's a trust thing. It is all about relying on the Lord, relying on his wisdom and his judgment. Um, Cause we need God to lead us. Cause if we lean on our understanding, we are most definitely going to fall and we're going to mess up and make a mistake and a lot of things trail behind that. Um, and so you have to trust that the Lord is going to give you discernment when that time is right or wrong. Um, and when you think that time is right, have that clarity. Exactly. Have that conversation. Yes. Um, you know, my dad always told me, like, the worst thing they can say is no. And, like, yeah. you know, no is a two-letter word, mm-hmm. and it's literally just a word. But um, rejection's scary, and we acknowledge that because mm-hmm. we've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think having an answer is better than just, like, guessing all yeah. along. Um, having that clarity. Um, so having the prayerful devotion, having the conversation, and then going forth running the same race. Exactly. I think that's the best the best way to begin a relationship. And if it fails, it fails. That person wasn't meant to be your person. And you just you keep on dating until you find your person yeah. with the intention of finding your person. Yeah. And, guys, I've been in this situation, too, where... I meet a guy, I think he's awesome, and I'm like, he's running after the Lord, I'm running after the Lord, he loves to serve, I love to serve, we like a lot of the same things, we're involved in a lot of the same things, that must mean that if we got into a relationship, it would work. And you cannot rely your compatibility or your chances of being in a relationship with that person based off of common activities, or we live in the same place, we go to the same college, we have the same friends, etc., your walks must be the same. And ultimately, you can't know if your walks are aligned until the Lord puts y'all right next to each other. And it's just, it's inevitable. Um, and I there's not a single doubt in my mind, based on my own personal experience with the Lord, is that if you are prayerfully devoted to praying about this, or if you think that this is something that the Lord is calling you into, there is not a doubt in my mind that He will make it evidently clear to you. Yeah. Um, because He desires to bring us clarity. He doesn't want us to be confused, and he desires to give us his wisdom. Um, so turn to him in all things, and that is where you will find your answer. Um, that reminds me of, you know, 
that TikTok where the girl's like, oh my yeah, gosh. Um, God gave me this dream that he was going to walk in wearing a red plaid shirt on a Sunday afternoon. And um, this guy walked into my life wearing a red plaid shirt and it was a Sunday afternoon. So he must be my husband. Um, as funny as that is, I cannot tell you how many times that has happened uh, <laughs> to having that conversation. Um, you know, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But um, yeah, just because... Just because you guys have, like, one one common thing. Yeah. Or you um, have this feel. I have this feeling. This is my is husband. This is my wife. It, it is undeniable. And it's just, guys, we know nothing. We know nothing about our plan. We know nothing about where we are going. As much and as we that, like to think we as do. As much as we like to think we do. And no matter how many plans we make, we do not know anything. And that is why we must rely on the Lord. And that would... Re- that ties it back to like the whole theme of this podcast of waiting on the Lord and allowing him to make the first move. And so mm-hmm. guys, let him do that with your relationships too. If God's plan for you is to date a certain person or to get married to a certain person, trust that he's going to put that person in your life whenever the time is right. And whenever or put he- that person back in your life. Exactly. Exactly. Whenever he is going to receive the most glory, because like I said, None of this is about us. We are on this earth for one purpose, and that is to bring God glory. And so he's not going to put you in something that's not going to bring him glory because he desires it as well. So that's just our prayer for y'all. Yeah. Um, That was what has been on our hearts about that because it's a hard conversation to have. It is. To talk about. It's an uncomfortable conversation. There's no doubt about it. But um, once you move past that, I think that it is... It is in Christ, it's in growth, and it's in companionship with one another. For sure. And that's really important. Um, and like Aaron said, if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, no matter, like, if it's now or 10 years down the line. For sure. Um, and that is a hard thing to hold on to, but um, we are just praying for y'all to yeah. hear this and just take it into consideration going forward um, in your relationships from here on out for sure rest in him guys find contentment in the lord and he will make your paths straight amen Mm. um we hope you all have a good week thanks for listening make sure to follow us on instagram at wtw podcast um for behind the scenes little bloopers that we have so many of oh goodness um (laughs) and you can find us on spotify or apple music wherever wherever you listen exactly We hope you all have a blessed week, and we'll see you all next week. Yep. All right, bye, guys. Bye.